Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Disney vs. Disney Debates, the podcast where we're going to figure out exactly what is the best Disney film ever made. This week we are debating 101 Dalmatians vs. a goofy movie. You! Representing those two films, we have some great debaters, but... Fact-checking them today, we have none other than the man himself. The arbiter of truth, objectivism, (laughs) and no mercy, Patrick Aiken. Patrick Aiken is here, everyone. And so, representing 101 Dalmatians is Taylor Davidson returning. Hello. How are you, Taylor? I'm okay. She's great, ladies and gentlemen. No, I'm feeling angry, so I think that's going to work in my favour. Good. I'm glad glad I could contribute to this. You absolutely contributed to this. (laughs) And representing a goofy movie once again returning is Alex Smith. Hello, everybody. How are you, Alex? I am so tired. I'm operating <laughs> on 5% capacity, so I'm really are worried. Are you on low power mode? I'm really worried I'm going to beef this. You're oh, going to no. crank it up to 100, aren't you, though? I'm hoping <sighs> that my passion burns through. We have determined who's going to go first, and that is Alex Smith with a goofy movie. It's me. Hello. It's you. So we have a new format in the second round. Please. This format is six-minute opening statements telling us why <sighs> your film is life. the best Disney film ever made and why your opponent's is not. Yes. Then your opponent will have the same opportunity. We'll take a short break. We'll come back with a cross-examination, meaning that I will be asking you pointed questions about arguments that you have made and perhaps the arguments that you are trying to avoid. Mm. Then we'll take another quick break. You'll get three minutes to make your final statements and then I will determine once and for all which is the better Disney film. Yes. In the first round, (laughs) you'll get a warning at five minutes and that warning will sound like this. That sounds like my phone charm. You're welcome. No, that means now I'm just checking if I have a message. I don't, but like... All right, carry on. And <laughs> at six minutes, you will be cut off quite rudely by Darkwing Duck saying, The jig is up, you jaded, jug-headed jack-in-the-box. Understood? Yes. See? Okay, Alex, you have six minutes and your time starts when you start talking. Okay, just to clarify, I've just got a bunch of points and I'm just going to fire them off. As mentioned in the previous debate, this film has resonated strongly with people of color with multiple blogs calling it a black millennial classic. Goofy Movie is an original story, while 101 is based on a pre-existing book. So points for originality. The art style of 101 Dalmatians is ugly. Disney himself hated it, stating that Ken Anderson would never be an art director again. And while he apologized on his deathbed, he did say the words. My friend who worked at Disney World for a year said that they took Judy Hopps and Nick Wilde out of the parade and replaced them with Max Goof. 
can't fact check it, but evidence can be found of him in parades. And Hannah did say it. Also, Max Live, getting goofy with it, is, uh, is, was in Disneyland Paris as late as 2018. So people are still caring about this movie. How many 101 Dalmatian festivals have you seen? Uh, in films, it's always a challenge to have a superstar musician character because they need to write believable hit songs. Aside from the fact that Goofy Movie has uh, the incredible power line with not one, but two genuine bangers uh, <laughs> featuring the incredible voice of Tevin Campbell, who was uh, the voice of the generation in the 90s. Uh, aside from that, am I to believe that this song by this unknown bum was received so well in the 60s, in the, the prime time of the Beatles, that he could, from the royalties, afford to buy a house big enough for 103 dogs and three human people. No, I don't believe that. Oh, just you wait. No. Uh, also, the, the message, um, don't kill 101 puppies to make a coat? Thanks, I'm a vegan and also not a psychopath. <laughs> Uh, since the Goofy movie is rooted in a modern world, the message is relevant to the people watching it. Um, also, it goes wackier than your film does, and it also does the realism uh, more real. Like, it goes to both extremes more than your film does, so it does both better. Uh, they had a 20th anniversary for the film in 2015, so people are still actively caring about this film. The same can't be said for 101 Dalmatians. Uh, this movie has more heart in one frame than the entire film of yours. It hasn't got some massive villain. It is about a single father trying to connect with his son. Uh, you don't often see this sort of relationship in Disney films. It's either, uh, you know, terrible, evil uh, stepmothers or just happy family. You know, I think that this is uh, a dynamic that you don't see very often. And I think it's very important for people from those kind of families to get that representation. That's that's just my two cents on the vid. Uh the pacing in 101 Dalmatians is terrible. It's so slow. It's got that weird old-timey transatlantic, oh dear, I'm, I'm falling over now. And the animation is also slow. Whereas 100 uh, Goofy Movie is snappy. It's a cartoon. It's such great comedic timing. And yeah, just real good. Like there's the bit where the dog slips over on the ice lake. It takes a million years for him to fall over. <laughs> What's that? All right. Uh, if you Google why is a Goofy movie the best Disney film, there is a whole screen of results of people defending it, saying it's underrated and that it's an awesome movie and that Disney won't, like, beef it up. But if you do the same search for 101 Dalmatians, why is 101 Dalmatians the best Disney film, you yield no results, only Wikipedia and trivia about the film. Uh, fatherly.com calls it the greatest Disney father-son film of all time and their name's fatherly.com so that's probably, you know, all about dads uh, Goofy is the best film and if it doesn't win, that's a problem with me, not the film I failed the movie, the movie's the best this movie makes me want to call my dad, I've never seen this film with a person and have them not think about their relationship with their parents, that's an incredible thing for a film to do to anybody, whether it be you know, like, I, I think that if, if Disney is supposed to be about love and, like, connection, a film that makes you want to have a better relationship with your family is an incredible thing. That's a huge thing. Um, so I've gone down to all my written points. Uh, well, what do we got? Um, I, I think it's incredible that they took the character of Goofy, who is a buffoon, a two-dimensional punching bag. Correct. And it feels like we've been meeting Goofy at a party and then like you've taken, you know, you've gone home and just been like, hey man. And he's like, yeah, can't be on all the time. And he was like, oh, I guess you're like a, a real guy, huh? And it doesn't feel like this weird, 
it doesn't feel like it's not goofy. It's it's adding so much to this character. You don't feel like this is some weird version of Goofy that never existed before. And I don't know, there's just something... I am impressed that they took Goofy and made you care about him genuinely. That the Goofy movie can make you you well up and that it shows this really beautiful, sincere relationship. The, the love interest with Max and Roxanne, like, it's not about anything gross or anything. He just really likes her. You know, it's just such a nice, sincere romance. And, you know, I, it, isn't, it isn't driven by the, the conquest of Roxanne because that's not the point of the film. It's the catalyst. You know, Goofy and Max are the thing. I also think that it is really good and really healthy that even though they're having a hectic argument towards the end of the film, uh, Goofy and Max still care about each other enough to be helping each other out of the water in the car and, like, they're yelling, but they never stop loving each other. And I think it's very important to show that families can yell at each other, but they can still love each other. You know, just because you're getting frustrated or have a problem, that doesn't mean you don't love each other. I think that's a very healthy dynamic to show and isn't often seen in films. Usually it's, you know, worse than that. Um, yeah. You know, you guys come around here often. It's a, oh, and also it's okay to be, it's okay to be who you really are. The message that it's okay to be who you really are and that you shouldn't try to, uh, bend to the whims of society. Important message. Also, don't kill dogs. Didn't have to be told that. <laughs> Thanks, though. Okay, well, that's your... <laughs> the jig is up, you jaded, jug-headed, jack-in-the-box. Uh, congratulations. I frantically making notes. Uh, okay, Taylor. Hang on. I just need to say we that have... I, w- I will concede based on the fact that Alex said I'm a vegan, so done. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, well, we have fact-checked tra- fact that. He Did is I... a vegan. He is a vegan. <laughs> Did I beef it? I have some fact checks. Okay. Oh. Did I beef it? it not, 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 not negative. Um, it does uh-huh. look like that uh, according to writing in a book called Before the Animation Begins, The Art and Lives of Disney Inspirational Sketch Artists by John Kane Maker, released in 1996, that Disney did indeed dislike the artistic look of 101 Dalmatians, felt that um, it represented losing the fantasy of the Disney films. Um <laughs> And Walt said, we are never going to have one of those goddamned things again, referring to Dalmatians and its animation technique, and stated that Ken, um, referring to Ken Anderson, Damn the artistic Ken. director, is never going to be an art director again. Oh, um, poor which Ken. apparently upset Ken a lot. Uh, the other thing I would like to fact check is um, there was a representation of a very goofy movie at Disneyland Paris in 2018. Now, um, it was misrepresented slightly. This was part of a one-weekend event called Disney Fan Days, which was opened in Disneyland Paris, featuring several dedicated performances paying tribute to multiple Disney franchises. Among these was a performance called Max Live, Getting Goofy With It, which featured Max Oof. Goof, but... It also included celebrations of other Disney properties. I so it was a celebration see. of undersung properties in which a very goofy movie was included yeah. for one weekend Take only. That. Yeah. Okay, Taylor. <sighs> yeah. You have six minutes. So you've got a warning at five. But you don't have to use all that time. You just use enough time to get all your points out. Your time starts when you start talking. Okay, so. 101 Dalmatians is a beautiful movie. It's one of the Disney classics. It's from 1961 and it's really gorgeous. I don't know what Walt Disney's talking about with the art color. I would say he's pressured at a party and decided to make a really weird choice about something. But it was actually one of the most, um, it was 
the commercial success was due, one, due to the employment of inexpensive, inexpensive animation techniques using xerography in 1961, using inking and painting traditional animation um, cells. And it was beautiful, beautiful. It was watercolour and it was really gorgeous. So I don't know what you're saying about losing the fantasy because it's watercolour and I don't know what's more magical than jumping into a watercolour. But anyway, I'm going to yell. So if you need to turn me down, do it now. Um, okay. The music in this film is incredible. You have the Cruella de Vil theme song, which is a classic, and I bet anyone you meet on the street can sing it at any given time, even if you prompt them to. Name a song from the Goofy movie. I can't name any. I don't know what these so-called bangers you're talking about, but they don't exist. And I looked up the dude on the Goofy movie thing, and it was like he was a complete nobody. He was an R&B vocalist and uh none of the songs you can even click on on wikipedia so clearly they were such a big deal wikipedia didn't even bother making a page about them so have a look at that besides Cruella de Vil, we also have the canine crunchy song which is in my opinion one of the greatest commercial feats we have to this day okay so um i don't know who you're talking about resonated with nobody's ever seen the goofy movie besides you and maybe zane in bits but uh i don't think so so didn't oh and curtis lang wow so it didn't really resonate with anyone that well um i don't think it was made from a book uh, according to the wikipedia page and you can fact check the hell out of this it was based on a television show it came from a television show the goofy film Oh. Is that you have mm-hmm. so it came from a television show. That's weird as hell. 101 Dalmatians came from a book. Books are great. <laughs> Books are the foundation of this world. Okay. I don't know what your TV show had to say, but anyway. Uh then I just wrote, no, it's not. Oh my god, I don't know what that was in relation to. <laughs> um uh yep, no idea what bangers you're talking about. They bought a plantation! I don't know how many times I have to say this on this podcast. They bought a plantation. After they adopted 101 Dalmatians, they bought a plantation. They bought a plantation. They bought a plantation. They put the dogs on a plantation. They didn't have, they didn't keep their London flat. Okay. They're not sitting up there with a a thousand puppies. They're not stupid. Okay. These are intelligent people that we're dealing with. They bought a plantation. Okay. I'm not going to say it again. They bought a plantation. Um, I don't know what that means either. Be more specific with your notes, Taylor. Um, where are the women in your movie? I've got one one woman named Roxanne. Okay, that's a sexy name. So what the hell is that all about? That like, you're just, it's misogynistic. It's about the relationship between a father and a son and you're telling me that they have to yell at each other and there's the love. Like, can we not have love without yelling at each other? Like, what is that point that you're trying to make? That makes no sense. You're trying to tell me that families can yell at each other. Are you encouraging domestic violence? Get your facts straight. That's weird my story is about saving puppies yeah that's universally accept sorry oh my god stop nodding you're making it hard sorry. oh my goodness i'm looking over here now <laughs> um it's about puppies it's getting kids to stop it's they're looking from 1961 to now this is still relevant they're looking at the bigger picture of family yeah we all have a family yeah we all have family issues but that's everywhere yeah you can talk about that at school you can see that everywhere it's encouraging people to think about dogs and think about how that affects the environment it has a super villain who's a woman by the way women can do anything they can be evil that's nice isn't it and they can you know 
shows them that what about dogs? What about other things? What about people's evil motives? Like look around the world around them beyond their family, beyond their social life. It gives them a, a conscience and a moral compass, I think. I'm reading my notes. Um, yeah, I don't know what Roxanne is, but that's like the only woman I know of in that movie. And it's a father-son movie. So we're not talking about women here. We're not talking about the relationship between a daughter and a father or siblings. It's just father-son. So I'm not identifying with that. I'm identifying with Roxanne, who's there just to be a love interest for Max. So thanks for that, goofy movie. Um, you know who am I identifying with in 101 Dalmatians? Rolly, he likes food. I'm there. I can identify <laughs> with the puppy way easier than I can identify with Roxanne. Just saying. Um, they bought a plantation. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I think that's all I've got to... Oh, yeah, the Goofy movie, you said it's so much snappier, whereas, like, 101 Dalmatians takes time to do stuff. It takes time because it's beautifully animated and things in life take time. When you're falling on ice, it's a big production. I've fallen on ice. It's a big production. Whereas you were like, oh, the Goofy movie is so snappy. You know why it's snappy? It's snappy because there's no plot line and it has to hold your attention. They're snapping at it all the time because, oh, my God, there's nothing going on and you need to hold my attention. That's why it's so fast and colourful. 101 Dalmatians is actually trying to tell me something and show me something it's beautiful and it has all different pets and all different types of dogs all getting along with each other so it resonates among all different types of cultures and talks about you know people being together the only evil person is another human yeah i've said it before i'll say it again i won't because i don't know what i'm saying <laughs> and then <laughs> uh whew. I think that's about it. But um, 101 Dalmatians is beautiful. It pulled Disney out of a slump. We wouldn't even have your goofy movie if 1961 101 Dalmatians didn't pull them out of the slump with their so-called crappy animation techniques that actually saved Disney a lot of money and kept them going to make your goofy movie. Drop the jiggers okay. up, you jaded jughead <laughs> jack-in-the-box. All right. Very passionate. Well done. Fact checker. <laughs> I, I do have a couple. <laughs> yeah. There were a lot. I might have missed some. <laughs> That's because I get it all off Wikipedia. But, um, so uh, you did mention that it was a huge success. Um, uh, 101 Dalmatians initially grossed $6.2 million in domestic uh, rentals, it in says. It was the most popular film of the year in France with admissions of $14.7 million, ranking it on 10th on their all-time list. Um, and it was released multiple, re-released in cinemas multiple times in 1969, where it earned $15 million, 79, $19 million, 85, 32 million, and in its fourth re-release in 1991, it grossed $60.8 million. The film's total domestic lifetime gross is $145 million, whereas adjusted for inflation and incorporating the subsequent releases, the film has a lifetime gross of $888 million. The critical reaction is quite positive as well, as you mentioned. Um, it has a lot of critical... Um, success from reviewers such as Roger Ebert, who gave it three out of four stars, and its aggregation score. He does it out of four. That's I don't agree. I think he's an idiot. No. Um, <laughs> it has on Rotten Tomatoes an approval rating of 98% based on 30 yeah. reviews. Um, whether it saved Disney animation or not, um, there does seem to be some commentary on the fact that the amount of money it made in the subsequent re-releases definitely helped support supported Disney, but I can't find any official words saying that Disney would have failed if it was a success. Yeah, that was that a big call on my part. It is a big call, but it did make a lot of money. <laughs> it did make a so lot of money. I think it can be accepted that it definitely supported Disney in pursuing future projects. Okay. 
It also would have cleaned the palate after Sleeping Beauty, which Which was sucked. a massive fail. It didn't <laughs> okay. suck. It was a fail, but All it was right. beautiful. We've got we've got <laughs> that's a different different debate. So let's take a little break and we'll come back with the cross examination. All right, now comes the time where I'm going to ask some questions and they're going to be pointed. I'm going to hold you to account for what you say. Alex. Yes. Mm-hmm. Why should I hold the fact that 101 Dalmatians says, please don't kill puppies against it? Because I don't feel like that is a message that needs to be said. <gasps> I, think it's, I think it's a thing people just know. And yet we still have fur coats. That is true. I, I do think it's like it's an important message. I just think if we're comparing the two, one is more dramatically interesting than the other. If you had a movie about, oh, I shouldn't kill people. It's like, I shouldn't kill. Like, it's not the little kids at home watching Disney movies who are going out and killing puppies. And the billionaires who run these industries aren't going to be like, 101 Dalmatians really got me. I'm going to shut down my fur coat company. The children who were born in the year that this movie was released will now be approaching their 60s. That's a correct fact. We can all rely on the 60-year-old vote, can't we? That's done us well. Uh, so I, I think my parents, geez. I think the fact that they have different messages isn't isn't a reason to say that one message is irrelevant and one is relevant. Um, I feel like so. one's a bit more obvious than the other. Yep, be nice to your dad. It's pretty obvious to me. And be nice to your son, dad. So, it's obvious, uh, you know. so my movie is more important. <laughs> gotcha, cool. Yeah. Thanks a lot. So I, with that statement, are you suggesting that Goofy Movie was aimed at fathers, not at sons? I, I'd aim, it's, I would argue it's aimed at both. I think that you grow with the film. I think that's what makes it so incredible. You watch it as a kid and think it's like, oh, this sucks, just let him go to the concert. Then you watch it as an adult and it's an entirely different film and you're like, oh my God, just go on this fishing trip with your dad. He's just trying to connect with you. And I think that's very cool. Okay. Now, Taylor, I have. <laughs> I want you to Size justify. Into Mike. Mm. I want you to justify why a goofy movie being adapted from a TV series is makes it a lesser film than one that is adapted from a book. Sure, I think inherently the best things in the world are built on books. I think most of our most enjoyable um, films, TV shows comic books, um, anything. I think a lot of the pop culture we have in the world is derived from books, from pure imagination, from words. And that's what makes some of the best art we have in the world. I don't think something that was made from a television show concept originally, especially for kids, a television show that's designed to be colourful, fast, upbeat. What does it last? Like 12 minutes an episode usually and they run two together. Um, Something that's developed from that is going to have a substantial enough basis or, or roots so to produce a good film. So having said that, mm-hmm. are you then discounting all movies that have uh, Goofy, Donald or Mickey in them? Yeah. As not being a good part of the Disney canon? Not that it's not a good part, just not as valuable as the ones as derived from books. specifically 101 Dalmatians. Yeah. Okay. Could, could I also just interject? I don't like any of the ones with Mickey <laughs> in them. I'm going to say it. I was saying that 101 Dimensions was based on a book while my film 
is an extrapolation of a pre-existing show, the story itself is original. Correct. The plot From a of book? a film. That's true. No, oh, the, well, the plot then, itself is original. It's an original story. Yes, definitely is. See how calmly I debated that? <laughs> You're welcome. I would like you, Alex, yep. to talk about the female representation in your film. That is a point that was thrown against you mm. and you haven't had a chance to uh, uh, speak to it. So please tell me why a Goofy movie is not anti-feminist. Um, well, I mean, for starters, it's not... It's, it's a film about a father-son relationship. So why would the mother be there? <laughs> I mean, like you could cut away, but she's dead. So you can't. Um, I don't think it's unusual for a young teenage boy who is too shy to talk to girls not to have any female friends. Um, we do see Roxanne and her friend. Um, but no, I think that single... I, I, I don't want to like skim into the depths of a very important topic of feminism here, but it is 100% feminist to be a single dad and raise him loving him. Like feminism isn't just to benefit women. It's, it really is about equality and like a single dad loving his son is an extremely feminist film, I think, because rather than just being like, we're going to, you know, toughen you up. Don't talk about feelings. Like he's trying to connect with his son, which I think is a very feminist thing. I don't think it's an anti-feminist film at all. Excellent. Um, Taylor. Mm. Alex said that his movie is full of heart and genuine, implying that yours is not. I don't think Do that implies that mine is not. That? No, I think mine is full of heart as well. Mine's full of puppies. It's full of 101 <laughs> hearts. Can you please elaborate on why your film is full of heart and genuine? Puppies. Mm-hmm. Would you like more than that? I would. Thank <sighs> you. There's 101 of them and two adult dogs, plus some other dogs and a goose, I'm led to believe. There is a goose. The goose is sick. Oh, it's a good goose. Um, the, are you okay, fact checker? That was a big revelation There's you just had. A, a fact has been checked upon, but please continue. Oh, okay. I'm excited. Uh, I think you see a lot of family systems within this one film, 101 Dalmatians. Mm-hmm. You have... Um, Anita and Roger, and they have a family with their dogs. Then you have the family between the dogs and the little puppies. Then you have a bigger family of all the other little puppies that are going to be rescued. There is are just multiple opportunities for inclusion and family and togetherness and and not leaving anyone out no matter what. It's the relationships are multiple and they go back and back and forth between all different families and there's it's so inclusive. Whereas a goofy movie is two people, two men, that's it. That's the okay. relationship you get to explore. Whereas I think the the Dalmatian movie oh and also, sorry, all the dogs that they use to find the puppies. They have this whole network of dogs that they use to locate where all the puppies have gone. Yep. So it's like like a full system of love and, and network and heart rather than just the closed system of one immediate family. Okay. Takes a village. Now, I have a penultimate question, which may or may not be serious because I don't understand what I meant when I wrote this down. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I jump in with a quick fact check because it might get lost. So there was was an issue saying that because uh, a goofy movie is based on television, not books, that is a weakness. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd like to insert for consideration into the debate the fact that it was based on a television show and book series called Goof Troop. 
three books were released called Goof Troop under the Little Golden Books line from 1992 through to 1993. The same release dates as the television series, so they were released concurrently. And this oh. is before the release of a very goofy movie in, I believe, 1995. May is that I correct? speak to that? I feel it's important May to I note. May I speak to Car- that? Car- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's uh, releasing them concurrently with a TV show is like releasing the Incredibles book that is word for word the film. But it's a book. But that's not, that's, it's come from the television show. Well, it's maybe not based you need on to, a book. May, maybe there needs to be a discussion about which books are more valuable for no, adaptation. It's based <laughs> on a book. Yeah. A book has been in print. I have read the book. This would I, make I, a great I, movie. I, re- I recognise your point. Thank it's you. a different form um, of basis, but I need to recognise that <laughs> Goof Troop is a book and television. Right, you, can there go to the, you can books. go to the bookstore and buy every Disney film as a book, but most of them are verbatim the script and I, screenshots from the movie. I would made. not call that a book. I feel, Let us move on. I okay, feel good. it's important to say on that point, just before we move on, that looking. in those books, uh, Max is a little teeny tiny baby. Oh. In the film, he's an adolescent. That is so not the, based the on point the book. of it. That like, He's now suddenly a teenager, one of the only uh, Disney films to canonically age. And in the sequel, he is in college. He's aged. So, so in the book series, book. it's a completely different dynamic. He to be an adolescent. So in the, from from the images I'm seeing. Is he a small little boy with a big head? He's got a Walkman. <laughs> what I will say <laughs> is I have written down as much as I'm going to write down about books versus movies. That's, 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 <laughs> now I have, I'm going to cut out my penultimate question because we've already waffled on too much. Oh no. I want both of you to speak on t- as to why your film is important in the Disney canon. Uh, so we'll start with Alex as you're going first. Mm. Um. Before, we, do you mean like the why your film? Universe or? No, why your film is important yeah. to what Disney is as a company and and nostalgia and to Disney's uh, identity. Um, well, yeah, as I mentioned, it's it's resonated a lot with a lot of people that don't feel uh, overly represented. I think that um, Disney has a tendency to make very safe films, very formulaic films. Um, this film is a bit zany and differs from the norm i think it represents uh, a family dynamic that you don't see very often which i think is very important i think that people from yeah people from similar family dynamics don't often get represented represented um i think uh oh i think that yeah it it took more of a chance and yeah it, it created some incredible songs okay as well uh taylor same question but in regards to 101 dalmatians why is it an important part of the canon? Yes. Um, I think 101 Dalmatians was... Oh, I don't even know how to like say this. It. I mean, I've already mentioned how its, it's art was brand new and it, it took us to new places, whether that was what Disney approved of or not. It, it had this beautiful watercolour and it, it was actually one of the first films, I believe, you can fact check me, that had um, kind of the the running motion of mm-hmm. of puppies and stuff. Like they had that kind of repeat animation where it looked like a lot of things were moving past. That was a really big um, feature. Um, but I think it, it what it did was it, it brought dogs to life and it brought the idea of the like um, personification of animals. Is that what I want? Anthropomorph- Anthropomorphization. Anthropomorphization to life. Um, and it, it kind of proved that like, kids love animals you know like it was one of those films you know we have princesses we have princes we have snow white and all that kind of thing but it was one of the first films i 
believe where the dogs were the main characters, not the people. And I think that was a really cool, I mean, just look how many Disney films now are made with objects or animals or concepts, feelings, even rather than just people. All right. Well, uh, let's take another quick break and we'll come back with our final arguments. Right, final statements. You'll have three minutes. You won't get a warning. Oh. You'll just be cut off by Darkwing Duck at the end. Alex, your time will start when you start talking. Stanley opened voice memos instead of my timer. All right. Oh, well, any time started now. Okay. You admitted that you haven't seen the film, Taylor, so right. of course you can't name the songs. When I looked up the music for your film, I saw Cruella de Vil. Yeah. Admittedly very famous. Yeah. The dog food theme tune. So good. And a song I can't even remember. When I watched your film as a kid, I remember thinking, this movie looks gross. I'm <laughs> bored. And I never watched it more than once in my entire life. If These films are for kids. And if a kid, like, as an adult, I'm like, this is charming as all hecky. But... It's for kids, and I hated it. It looked so bad. The fact that you even pretended that it didn't look so bad. I'm sure it didn't look bad to you. It's all a matter of opinion. The colors are so washed out (laughs) and gross compared to the contrast of the vibrance of a goofy movie. Tevin Campbell, are you very influential in his time as well, I'll say. Um, The songs in a goofy movie, Eye to Eye. After today, stand out on the open road. All incredible what are you songs. Talking about? On the open road is on the Zing playlist. I've heard um, the the plot of a goofy movie lends itself so incredibly to dramatic tension. And also, like the story, uh, we talked about the parental relationships. Your movie is parent dog who's lonely fabricates a meeting to get a family. Fabricated, it happened. <laughs> he was like, I'm bored. I, I want to get a, a partner. And he makes it happen. I've seen it. I've seen it. <laughs> You're interrupting me. Um, <laughs> uh, he goes away, makes it happen. And then it's like, parents, who the kids get stolen. They go and get the kids back. The end. The, the dramatic <laughs> tension of a, a dad who's trying to make it work and not realizing that the more he does it is pushing his son away. The son... You know, like, it's just so so much more complex and interesting than this cut-and-dry plot of your film. Uh, also, your film made Disney swear. You made him say, God damn. That's not a good thing. <laughs> I mean, like, come on. What? Like, are we really suggesting that one of our films made Disney say, this was the worst thing, we're never doing this again? What do you think the cause of his death was? <laughs> Goofy movie. <laughs> oh, my God. Um... No, it's just a goofy movie is a better. Like I, f- I forgot to mention the music. The music is so much better in my film, undoubtedly. Take away, <laughs> take away Corolla Deville. Sorry. You got nothing musically. My film pops visually and musically. Uh, the color is great. The comedy is great. It's modern. It has a relatable story. A beautiful father son relationship. So much heart. An incredible film. Just so good. And the uh, the director video sequel of my movie was better than yours. <laughs> Fight me. Uh, that's all I got. <laughs> all right. That's all you need. Uh, okay, Taylor, you'll have three minutes to reply and summarize all of your thoughts as to why 101 Dalmatians is the best Disney film and a goofy movie is not. Your time will start when you start talking. Before you said um, that not killing puppies is a thing that 
doesn't need to be said. Clearly it does because people still kill puppies. If you'd like to look further beyond that, we could talk about the message of capitalism in 101 Dalmatians. And if that's not enough for you in, um, you know, in just don't kill puppies, then you can explore there. Uh, you at least watched my movie. I could not be bothered to sit through yours. <laughs> just saying. Um, I think to you, it probably only looked bad because you're a millennial who has no appreciation for art and watercolour. So you probably looked at it and was like, ew, gross, what is this? Instead of having three dimensions. And that's why you thought it looked crap. It doesn't. It's it's heckin' cool. Um, go down the street right now. I will take you. Let's see how many people can name songs from 101 Dalmatians and how many people can name songs from a Goofy movie. Bet you anything I'll win. I've never heard of any of your songs before. At least you've heard of mine. I'll say it again, the Crunchies theme song, the Canine Crunchies is the best song. It's really cute. Okay, he didn't fabricate them falling in love. That's you've complete wrong word there. Yeah. He looked out the window, <laughs> fell in love with a dog, decided to go and follow his heart and figured out a way for his two owners to be together. So not only did he fall in love and go be with the girl of his dreams, but he full wingmanned his owner and was like, here, I found your lady. Orchestrate. Let's all be happy together. Yeah, it, that's you can orchestrate an orchestra. It's beautiful. <laughs> he didn't fabricate it. Calm the hell down. Uh, Walt Disney died in 1996. The Goofy movie was released in 1995. You tell me what happened there. Um, I'm going to have to fact that. <laughs> uh, then I, I don't know. Then I said you couldn't fool me. I don't know what that means. But I, I honestly, I could... There is no appeal to me for Goofy Movie. I would not sit down and watch it. I would not sit down with any of my kids' friends and watch it. I wouldn't sit down with my niece and watch it. I'm just not interested. No, I don't have a niece. Stop making that face. But I swear she's coming anytime now. I would, I'm not interested, you know? Or you could talk about my niece, the cat, if that's what she, she wouldn't like it either. People would hate this movie. I'm not interested. It doesn't do anything for me. 101 Dalmatians is a classic film. It's beautiful. I mean, I think anyone appreciates that movie and we all have a memory of kind of watching it, whether you thought it was cool or not, you millennial man. Um, it's beautiful. I know I'm a millennial, but I have an appreciation for art. Um you know, Goofy Movie, I don't think it really does that much at the end of the day, especially as a woman. I'm looking at the film art right now, like the, the film poster, and I'm it doesn't do anything for me. It doesn't excite me. It doesn't interest me. 101 Dalmatians. It's so beautiful. It's 1961, and it just looks so historic and gorgeous and old and, and, and beautiful, and it gets me every time. I don't know. I think it's a lovely story with lovely animation, and no matter what Walt Disney said about it, it's pretty well successful now it had a sequel spin-off and it had a live action spin-off so obviously it did okay how much time have i got the jig is up you jaded jug-headed jack-in-the-box to the second well done yeah. nice okay fact checking needs to be done so there was a statement suggesting that perhaps the goofy movie was the cause of Walt disney's it was, death it was there is a time link. implication but what we have I don't is think I said that. on november 30 Walt fell unwell, this is 1996, <laughs> um, and was taken to St. Joseph's Hospital where on December 15, 10 days after his 65th birthday, he died of circulatory collapse caused by lung cancer because he was a heavy smoker throughout World War I and yeah, the rest of his life. However, Goofy movie was so a secret note was found written by Walt <laughs> days before his death. The Goofy and movie sucked, that's why I smoke. This is the not meaning, real. No, the meaning of this note is not yet clear, but we have made, we might have discovered it, discovered it today, so it's, please listen. It's nonsense. The note lists <laughs> four names. Ron Miller, two-way down seller, Kurt Russell, and CIA-Mobley. <laughs> now, 
No one really knows the meaning All of this. associated with the Goofy movie. I mean, I can't say it's not related to the Goofy movie, but I also definitely cannot say that it is. Apparently Walt was a big fan of young Kurt Russell's talent, though, so we know that. Um, so I can't see a clear link there. Sorry, Zane. Okay, so, so what's going to happen now? Did you apply that? I just stated I'm going too fast. I'm going to go over my very many scrolls. Yeah, what the heck's going on over there? And decide which of these Disney films is the best Disney film. While that's happening, please have a discussion about what is good about these films. <laughs> and no no backstabbing at backhanded compliments, I please. I, I will be adjudicating anything. this while Zane works through what appear to be chaotic notes. Yeah. I see be a nice, wiggly arrow. Be kind. I see a lot of circles. Taylor, you may begin. I, I Sorry, I really honestly haven't seen your movie. <laughs> um, I do like Goofy out of all of the, like, the original Walt Disney characters, though, like way better than Donald Duck, so I'll give you that. Um, and I, if I do remember correctly, my sister likes this movie, which if you know my sister is not much of a, like, a point in your direction, but I think <laughs> she liked it and that probably kept her occupied for an hour, so um, thank you. Uh, that's about all I've got. But um, I, it's okay. I like fishing. Thank you. That's, I'm really sorry. I really haven't seen your movie. I'm so sorry. I probably should have watched it before the debate, but I didn't want to. The disrespect. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I respect you. I, I have no I problem you. with you. Thank you. And I respect your choices if you like the Goofy movie, but that's. Um, I'm sorry. That's all I got. Thank you. Uh, I wanted to say quickly, sorry for interrupting during your, your rebuttal. The, the closing statement, I felt really bad about it. Um, <laughs> I didn't right. I interrupted it. you. Um. Yeah, I I th- I was watching 101 Dalmatians and I was like, this is so charming. This is so nice, and Isn't it? it certainly it creates a really nice world. And yeah, I just it's just really nice. And Cruella Deville is iconic um, mm. as a villain and a song. Uh, I I absolutely agree. Everyone mm-hmm. would know Cru- Cruella Deville over Goofy movie songs. Um, and it's yeah a bluesy bop. I like it. It I is like a it. bluesy bop, isn't it? It's got a good bridge. Like, that's cool. It that's did. Cool. Yeah. Um, no, it's good. High stakes, important message. I, of course I agree with the message. Good movie. I'm a vegan, so. Yeah. <laughs> that was so good. That was so good. Yeah. But uh, no, good movie. I'm, I'm glad we had this chat. Good chat. I feel very <laughs> I turned the chair now. backwards. I turned the chair backwards. Let's have a chat. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> There are a lot of arrows, a mm. lot of question marks. Mm. Uh, there were a lot of opinions this <laughs> round. Uh, some based in fact, some based totally fabricated. Uh, so there's a lot to get through. Um, I think the main the main point for 101 Dalmatians is that it is considered a Disney classic. Uh, it does have... Uh, one of the all-time best villains in Cruella de Vil. Mm-hmm. And it is a song that has gone on to become somewhat of a blue standard um, outside of Disney and the Disney repertoire. The true fact. Uh, so, uh, and I think Goofy Movie, it has Goofy in it, which makes it uh, as a revitalization of one of the original Disney characters. That can't be undersold. And I think that is why he has a TV show, why he has books and why he does get this film and other films after that. Um, so all that is on on the table. I don't... I made a Rolly Puppy versus Roxanne question mark 
I don't know what that was in reference to. I just wanted oh, to. Uh, that was an odd I, hill for I, both of you to when, die on. No, no, really, no, that was when I was saying I, I, the only person I have to identify with is Roxanne. But do you know who I identify with in the One Hundred One Dalmatians? Roly is Roly. Also, uh, 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 so I'm going to uh, wait. No, wait. Does Canine <laughs> Crunchies have a Wikipedia page? We love our Canine Crunchies. Yes, we uh, love them. Because I believe crunchies. you, you uh, discounted the, the songs that are uh, undeniably no. great and popular. I already in got a rid of my movie. Wikipedia page. I'm sorry. So um, I'll bring up a for not having a Wikipedia page while you very much harked back to Canine Crunchies. <laughs> Countless. Sorry covers. that Lin Manuel Miranda <laughs> didn't write Canine Crunchies, so everybody. I cannot Musically. find a Wikipedia page oh, for okay. Canine Crunchies. Give me a sec. <laughs> <laughs> Musically, I think for the fact that it is an original, uh, an original story, if not an original text um, or original characters, uh, and the fact that it has has a list of great songs that go on to be uh, go on after it, rather than just the one, and that it does have a very wholesome Disney message. Not that One Hundred and One Dalmatians doesn't, uh, but the fact that it has. Uh, resonated not only with its original intended audience, but also with audiences now, a Goofy movie is the better Disney film. Wait, what? (laughs) Sorry, was that your announcement? Yes. Oh my, she's, she, I, I, we're going to have to take Taylor aside. The shock has set in. So uh, congratulations, Alex. You think the Goofy movie is the better Disney? (laughs) I don't know if we can be friends anymore. Appeals can be lodged afterwards. What the heck? I will say it is still a movie about dogs. So you can take that away with you. Uh, so congratulations, Alex. Thank you, Taylor, for arguing so passionately about uh, 101 Dalmatians. I actually don't understand how I lost. Sorry, I thought, what? <laughs> what? It's- I mean, I mean, that's. Uh, I'm happy to go through my very messy notes after after the debate. Um, you know what? Don't bother. <laughs> what you can do, Taylor, is see you um, later. You can launch a social media campaign later to see if the audience will agree with you and avenge 101. But Dalmatians. that's not a thing in this round, is it? There will oh. still be a poll. It okay. just won't. It just, it just won't, won't count anything. a wild card entry. Um, so uh, go to our Facebook page if you're listening to this. It will be up there. You can find us on. Twitter, and you can find us on Instagram at our and at our home on the web. That's not canon.com. You can find Alex on My Song Suck. Yeah, it's my podcast. And you can find Taylor on Floof and Papa podcast. Yep. Don't know how I'm going to go back there now, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you again, uh, Patrick, for fact checking us all the way through Yay. to the end. It was Yay. a difficult one, this one. Haha, <laughs> uh, ha, you have to verse incredible. That's true. Get wrecked. I am prepared to lose. And we will be here same time next week for more Disney debates. Until then, keep listening to Disney, everyone. What should I listen to now? We are Castology. This is our podcast about podcasts. We are your castologists, Patrick Shearer, Liz Best, and Zancy Weber. 
Each week, we'll bring you three of the best and sometimes not so best podcasts around. We'll also do the hard work and trawl the RSS feeds to find the newest podcast that should be on your radar. And then next week, we come back and tell you what we thought of the recommendations and bring three new sparkling podcasts to check out. Now, will we always agree with each other's picks? Probably not. But hey, you're clever. You know that's how reviews work. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcatcher of your choice. That's Not Gunner Productions podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.